Rule was having his media availability. And he was talking about, you know, you want to reach out and bring everybody together. And he yeah. said, it doesn't matter if you played for Coach Osborne, yeah. if you played for Frank Solich, if you played for Bill Callahan. Nobody says Bill Callahan's name. It doesn't matter if you played for Bo Pelini. It doesn't matter if you played for Mike Riley. You played for Scott Frost. You played for me. It doesn't matter. You're a Husker. You got me ready for and a football game. And that's what you got to say. Yeah, for You sure. can't be like, their guys or your guys. It's our it's we. Yeah. It's nosotros. It's right. we, period. Yep. It's nothing yep. else but that. Yep. And that's what he's been doing and selling the vision. Again, he's not coached a game yet. Right. They ain't uh, played a game I, yet. I got questions for you on but that. All, all yeah. that stuff. All that stuff we'll get to. All right, welcome to the Let It Fly show. Of course, brought to you by Omaha Steaks since 1917, providing great meat and food for restaurants all over the state of Nebraska and very soon in the Capital District, the Let It Fly Sports Bar, opening the day before the College World Series. I am Michael Severe, partner, of course, Josh Jones, Creighton and Central High School. I was over at Central the other night. Whenever I go in there, yeah, I always walk by your picture. <laughs> little genuflect kind of thing, and then I go by. It's just like it's kind of my tradition now. Whenever I go over to Central, recognize Josh Jones. Hey, look, man, keep going. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't know why there's no statue out front. Man, it's ridiculous. You know what, man? Because I ain't got a million dollars to give him yet. <laughs> there should be a statue of all five of you guys, man. All at least four. All well, three, three of you guys, yeah. all like in front. That's funny. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. That would be cool. That would. Be. It's one of those things where humbly, if they did do that, it would make you feel so good. That would be cool. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but with last, well, the party would be outstanding. It, oh, because I throw it. I That's why, yeah, it'd be lit. <laughs> Put on the party. Yeah, I went to Central, and I watched um, the first game. Coach Barron's left. I just wanted to yeah. – I haven't been back in a while. I mm-hmm. went by, and I walked by that uh, that trophy case, yeah. man. And it's just – it's it, it's it's everything that it – you know, the nostalgia about Central High School, man, yeah. is ridiculous, man. I think about Ronnell Grigsby. Yeah. You know, passed away, yeah. how special of a player he was. I say this to people. I've been saying this my whole life. If it wasn't for Ryan L. Grigsby, you wouldn't know Josh Jones. Really? That guy was so good at sports. Mm-hmm. He was probably the best eighth grader at the time when we were all in eighth oh, yeah, grade. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But yeah. his drive was like none other. Mm-hmm. Uh, none other. And I always wanted to push myself to just be as good as him, you know, to to try to, you know, just be on that same playing sure. field. Made you know, you, you got you Cor- better. Courtney. Mm-hmm. You got Deontay. Courtney could jump, boy. Man, you remember Goodness. when he jumped over that huddle? Yep, he jumped. So every time Man. they would get together, he jumped on the top of it. I had my binoculars down there watching the game. It was almost like waiting ritual, for that, yep. right? Yep, yeah, it was pretty cool. But no, I mean, I love yeah. Central, man, and everything about it for sure, bro. So much has happened since the last time we talked. A lot. Uh, Creighton came this far. Hold on, wait, no. This, I, I don't know far. if you can pinch that close. There, <laughs> so a, a smidge. Yeah. The distance between each corn of kernel of corn on so a talk about it well so so you yeah. got so you're you're that far away from the final four have you gotten over look look man i know phil cried okay oh yeah so I, I, don't know about, I don't know about you sure. but like what was the feeling like when the foul happened realizing they weren't going to make it and have you gotten over it? man i was sick with it in a moment i mean biasly because you want the blue jays to win sure. especially as a former player yeah but uh from a perspective of i try to just watch things as a fan sure yeah yeah That's, i don't give a damn if yeah. i played for you or not right like yeah. whoever won Outright, I yep. was it was a good game. Mm-hmm. But for me, when that foul was called, only thing I thought was like, damn, like they're gonna hit a free throw and walk off. You know, 39 minutes and 55 seconds is on my mind. Yeah, you know, like yeah. to call that call. Hey, 58 seconds. Yeah, which is even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's hey, yeah. but this is real. This is me saying this. Yeah, it actually was a 50-50 call. I think it was the right call to call. Oh, yeah, but because of how you called the game, That's it's it, the yeah. wrong call. Yeah. 
That's why it's the wrong call. As a player, you want to know what the parameters are on how they're going to call it. Right. And then call that way all the way to the end. Exactly. Right. And for me, also, let's not forget, though, Creighton actually had a chance to bury him. Oh, they couldn't make any three. They couldn't make any threes. Yeah, Creighton could At one point, they were 0 for 11 in the second yeah. half. So you don't make your shots. Yeah, for that's sure. That's going to happen. Um, my, my thing with that situation is, as a referee, and I'm, I'm not saying you got to just put the whistle in your pocket at the end. Yeah. But in your mind, you got to think it's got to be such a bad foul in that situation. Right. That that foul caused that man to miss the shot. Yeah. I don't know if it did. Now, he did go to the ground. Right. And I don't know how much that was on his own. Yeah. Or if that was actually the push. But first of all, you don't get beaten like that. You no. can't let that guy cross your face to go that way, That's right? That's true. That's on Nimhart. That's his fault. Yeah. Um, you probably don't want to try to put your hands on him either. You want to get the, your hand up as close as you can to his hand and the ball without touching him. At the same time, I'd love to see that five minutes of overtime. No, for sure. Give me the five yeah, minutes of overtime exactly. and see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's why, like, it really – I hate to be that guy that just – you know how you really just can't blame it on one call? Yeah, you can't. You can't. The truth is this, though. Like, despite of those uh, – those guys missing all those threes yeah. and the game coming down to where it was mm -hmm. like that was justification enough for them to go into the overtime the overtime because they man. were tied at that point. Mm -hmm. So even though they could have put them away, they didn't hit shots. Yeah. You should have let that last five minutes uh, decide the game out of the whole game. And I know people are going to remember the file. I will remember Trey Alexander's ball up on the rim. Oh man. And usually when the ball hits the back of the rim and hits the backboard, it comes back in. Right. And it had a spin on it and it went off to the right. Yeah, and man. you and in slow motion you were like that thing's got a mind of its own. Yeah. It like literally turned. It was like left hand Clyde, and it just turned and went yeah, the other way. I, I, to that me, that ball was that was crazy. I uh, honestly I don't even know if I was thinking about the foul more so of trying to make up scenarios in my head of how he gonna pass the ball. Well, at one point court, two still enough we time. We gonna yeah. catch it. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah, man. yeah. Like, oh man, we see we've all seen yeah. Valpo. You know, teams across the yeah. We obviously Duke did it yeah, against Kentucky. Leitner. Right. So yeah. we've seen it before with one point two. That's a lot yeah. of time. But this is the thing. I but they had no time out. I remember uh, Farabello was on the show and he was saying people don't understand how hard it is. Yeah. To right. get back to that point. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, the optimism is there and. Mm -hmm. You think about, oh man, Creighton can be good again next year and get back there. But to actually get there, bro, yeah. is hard. Well, Sharif Mitchell won't be back. He's yeah. going in the portal. The question is so you have Kalkbrenner, you have Kaluma, you have Nimhart, and you have Baylor Shire. On who is going to come back. Though. So Baylor, I, I my impression when we had Baylor on was that he was going to look pretty hard at the NBA. Yeah, about And it. see yeah. if he had a shot. And if yeah. he did, he was going. You know the way Kaluma walk around with that swag. You know, well, he going to... After he gonna, last year, you thought yeah. that he... So those two guys certainly could put their name in. I don't know about Kalkbrenner because of the way the game is played now. Right. I don't know if he's a good enough outside shooter yeah. to be able to say, I'm going to the NBA. Yeah, I So he that. coming back makes sense for him. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they get everybody back? I think they get everybody back. In terms back. of the starting five? I think they get everybody back. So Baylor's back. I, yeah. Uh, no, oh, except, back. I think except for maybe Baylor. And I think and that's probably because he played his years and just going to try to go pro. Yeah, he certainly on. could. He'll put his name in the hat. Right. You know, do like he did last year. Go but to yeah, the he got an extra. He can go come back. Yeah, because he? he had a COVID year. Yeah. So he could come back because of that. But remember, he walked yeah. fourth senior day. Yeah. Um, The thought was that he was going to go. That's what I the impression I got yeah, from him. Yeah, the vibe. But, yeah. it, you know, we'll see. But I mean, you never know. I think it's it all, it always come across that forecast. Whatever that forecast yeah. say, it might make you want to come back. And it might make him a difference, right? Just the fact that he got this close this year, yeah. he wants to come back and try to finish. Exactly. Like, what if they say something like, you know what, if you play one more year, you just never know. You never know. You know? But then you get to a point where you're at an age yeah. where you're almost too old. Right. They're looking at him, he's 24 years old, yeah. and you're like, ah. Yeah. So, but Isaac Trout, of course, he's yeah. coming in, kid right. from Grand Island. Now, he's 6'10". Yep. So, I'm playing high school. He's athletic. 
I do question, can he guard the wings he'll have to guard? That's good. If Cockburner's playing center. And and he played the four. He's playing the four. Can he guard the, the forwards he'll have to in the Big East? Right. I know he's athletic enough on the other end. Yeah. It's, that's an intriguing point. And yeah. then you have the other thing right. of where's Hunter Salas going. I know, man. Um, I feel like um, as far as Trout, I think um, I'm just excited off the fact that, you know, he's a high-level transfer, a lot of potential, Nebraska yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. But that also is my wonder, too. I'm not even thinking about threes or all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah. Can you play defense is what okay. the question will be. Yeah, well, That's my biggest thing. Well, he he's back because his girlfriend lives here, and so he came back. Um, but that's how it works, <laughs> right? You come back sometimes I'll when that's you. happening. But I, he, it's a perfect addition. You bring a guy in who's got yeah. size. You can use that, obviously. Look look at what UConn is doing. Yeah. UConn's got a two-man, big-man rotation right. that's really been handling people throughout and the tournament. The, the Big East is the best conference in the country. Oh, there's no doubt. Hands down. There's no doubt. They're the and best. Yeah. I thought about all these different possibilities. I seen the list about Hunter Salas, Salas yeah. my guy. Mm-hmm. Bring me back to my roots. Uh, talking about Hunter. Yeah. Um, you try to figure out if he can fit, you know, playing that crate. It's not, I don't think it's a matter if he can fit or not. It's about who's coming back and what's his individual goals. He should, he should try to beat Trey Alexander. Yeah. That's to what be honest, should try to beat. set him up side by side, yeah. he kind of – it's like the same player. Yeah, he's a little longer. Yeah. Personally, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it real about okay, how right. I feel about Hunter. Yeah. I think that uh, Hunter is all-world talent. I just think when he was at Gonzaga, I think that with the short leash that he had, 10, 11 Didn't minutes Didn't play a ton game, of minutes, yeah. You know, looking all, all over your shoulder all the time or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. it's hard for you to get into the rhythm and be that guy that you probably can be mm-hmm. on top of wannabe. I do think that he can get his handles a little bit more tight. Sure. I do think that he just need more reps and opportunity for him to be the guy we know he can be. Sure. Defensively. He, we know he can check. I mean, yeah, that's without a question. Analytically, he's one of the top defenders yeah, in the country. exactly. So Her with that played. being said, I yeah. think that it's a matter of he'll probably go to a team. I don't think he's looking to score 30. I think he's I just – wants minutes. Yeah, I think he just wants the opportunity. Mm-hmm. He wants the minutes sure. to be the player that we all know mm-hmm. that he is. Yeah, well, if everybody's coming back for Creighton, yeah. I don't know how many – I mean, even with Sharif being gone, obviously. Could but you, he was could, getting like eight minutes yeah, a game. Could, could you humbly humble yourself to leave a team like Gonzaga, go to a Creighton where five guys are coming back and maybe talk about maybe being six man? Or and Farabello's been the six man, not saying he's yeah. and Trout may be the six man. I don't know. Yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, you it's know? a lot of question marks. Or there. you know, or do you consider another school? Like it's just all about like what type yeah. of play he's looking to be. But yeah. whatever he does, though, uh, just remember what your experience was at Gonzaga and yeah. make that be the fuel to the fire of you being yeah. successful. And don't forget also Jason Green is on the team, right? Yep. Jason so you're not another guy who is on the bench who didn't play this year who want right. to play. There's a there's a lot of bodies. You sound like you talking about a national championship. Okay. Get all, right, all, right, all right. There's a lot. He's talking, a, he talking national a, titles. There's now. a lot of bodies, and Man. so he's got to figure out where right. he's going to go. Uh, Nebraska is in the middle of spring ball, yeah. and I got a list after we do our interview. I know you couldn't wait for that. I got a list. Let's I like lists. <laughs> um, after we do our interview, talking about the the jumping championship dressage, and of course yep. all the vaulting championship coming here very soon. I got a list. Uh huh. And it's it's the top five things that Matt Rule has done so far without coaching a game. All right. Top five things he's done so far without coaching a game. All right. I feel that. All right. We got our interview coming up next. I feel day. that. Let me say this real quick All right, go before ahead. we go to this interview. All right. Cool. Uh, is it going to be 50 first dates? 
No, man. It's okay. A, it is. You know what it is? It's a, it's a different movie. Okay. It's been the same movie. And that's kind of the quote from Scott Frost many times. It's been the same movie, right? Yeah. We've had the same intro, the same plot, yep. and the same conclusion. Yep. We've had the same one over the last five years. Maybe even you go back six, seven years. Yeah. It's a different movie this time. Oh. It really feels like it's a different movie. Yeah, this time. or maybe it can different be different actor, different director, different producer, different studio. So it essentially it's the same movie, different characters. The only only similarity, it's in the same venue. All right, for sure. Other than that, it's a completely different story. All right, well, That's what let's, I, think. I can't wait. We'll do that. Let's we'll talk some uh, horse jumping and more when we come back here on the Let It Fly show. All right, joining us now on Let It Fly show is Lisa Roskin. She's chairman. Do I say chairman or chairwoman or chairperson? Just Whatever, pick a name. I think it's your person I'm going with, Omaha Equestrian <laughs> Foundation and CEO of Brillington Capital. We appreciate you taking the time and coming in. I'm so glad you want to have me here. This right. is exciting. Well, this is a, this yeah. a huge event. It, it is oh, a yeah. crazy event. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so I just feel like equestrian writers are like in a secret society. You know? <laughs> so how do you like, for those who don't, uh, people know about the sport, but when you explain about how big of an actual deal it is for the sport, what would you say? Right. You know, it is funny you say that because almost everybody knows someone who rides. They just don't know right. they ride. Right. Mm -hmm. We are sort of an underground society. So this event is the world championship for the year. It's the only annual championship in the sport. And it's very exciting across the globe. In fact, there's a following. We have people from um, 26 different countries in wow. Omaha this weekend and we have over 120 accredited members of the media wow, wait a minute 26 different countries 26 different countries in omaha, in omaha. wow you'll hear all sorts of languages <laughs> down there <laughs> um and we actually were broadcast in over 180 countries in wow. 2017 so it really is it's the second largest sport to soccer globally mm. but it's just not as as well known in this country we're working on that yeah though. because mm. there's not a, a punch thrown or a tackle made <laughs> right. there's no ball yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right yeah. But let me tell you, there can be some bone splitting excitement. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. One miss or something. A question foundation about a decade ago. Yes. Right? What was your goal initially when you started, and have you reached what you were looking to do? Well, our original goal was twofold. It was to host a World Cup Finals okay. in Omaha. And second, it was to broaden the appeal of the sport mm -hmm. in the country and specifically in the region. Mm -hmm. So the first goal was checkmarked in 2017. Nice. Um, as a result of that event, we have increased the number of people participating. Obviously, that leads to broader in, um, employment, veterinarians, farriers, all mm, the various support right. people. Yeah. Um, and actually, Fort Worth, uh, Texas. Texas just won a bid mm. to host the World Cup finals in 2026. Wow. And we're super excited about that because that means someone else is embracing the high level of the sport. Yeah, it's for mm. me, as you're speaking, it's like kind of it's like which way do I actually want to approach to get to the question of how did you outbid countries and like <laughs> I want to start from the beginning. Uh Saudi Arabia the first time. Uh, actually, Saudi Arabia this, this time. time. It was London, Hong Kong, and a, it's Sertogenbosch, but it's an out uh, yeah. a suburb of um, Amsterdam. Oh, just small cities. Yeah, I, right. yeah. Little, I guess little, little tiny like, cities. Yeah. Like how? Um, I, well, first, first is a simple question. Do you gotta love animals to be? <laughs> In horseback riding, <laughs> or can you just like the sport? Um, all of the above. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah. Animals. Second question <laughs> is, how did you start? When? What? When did it start for you? Your love for being a horseman and things well, like that. Well, I was about probably four or five years old, and mm -hmm. our our house backed up to a horse pasture. Really? And my parents are both afraid of horses. I and am. 
Really? Right. I'll okay. tell you the story okay, down the line. Okay, then you got to come to my you got to come to my I'll farm. Tell I'll you, help you with that. Down the line as we speak, I'll tell you the I'd story. I'd love to hear it. Um and I kept crawling under the fence to pet the horses. Oh, nice. And so they finally said, "We better do something about this. It's yeah, a right. little more structured." And then kind of from there it just took off. That's nice. So and, and you just don't ride. You've done equestrian events as well? Yeah, I ride jumpers and I still I still jump. Okay. Mm. Just did you do a dressage any of that stuff before? Yeah, I've done some dressage. I actually have a horse I'm probably going to turn into a dressage horse. Um I like to do the because dressage. Because she's got rhythm or? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Yeah, yeah. He's got rhythm. Um, actually, yeah, he's really, he's, he's actually more relaxed and better on the flat than with the jumps. And oh, okay. my attitude is you want to find what they're good at. Just right. like, you know, just like with a basketball player, sure. yeah, right? Yeah. So you go to where their skills are. I use dressage as a basis. I mean, to me, dressage is the foundation of everything we sure. do. We are, right. we are on the ground more than we're in the air. Yeah, when we're in it's a jumping strange how I know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's why I said true. Like yeah. well, it's a military thing, right? It Basically. is. Yep, it right? all started back with. In fact, up until like the mid '40s, right after the Second World War, was the first time they allowed civilians to compete in the Olympics mm. in show jumping and equestrian. Okay, so, how wow. how long does it take um, um, a horseman to the process of? Dressaging. Is that a word with an ing? Uh, you you mean a verb? Yeah, you know, it's a verb. A verb. Well, I, got I got a Spider Man shirt or something. You can use anything, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> but how long is the discipline behind that? Like, so what's the, the the bumps and the bruises in the process? Well, to make a horse and rider at this level, yeah. Um, our well, our youngest athlete is a vaulter, and our old in they're sixteen, and our oldest athlete is in their mid fifties. So it really oh. is a lifelong sport. Yes. To make a really good horse, most of the horses in this competition will be you know ten to fourteen years of age. You oh, might okay. find one that's sort of an overachiever that yeah. comes in at eight or nine, but you have to build the muscles and the strength. You have to build their confidence. It doesn't seem like you would for dressage, but the movements are complicated and they can get, you know, disheartened. Yeah. They can get, they can get scared. They can get frustrated. Mm. And then the biggest thing is the split second timing communication that you have to develop between horse and rider. Okay. Lisa, when, when the first time you, you guys bid, um, you mentioned the cities you went against, but what was the process? How long did it take to get it? What did you have to tell them you could do here in Omaha opposed to what London could do or the other yeah. Right. Well, it really took functionally two years to be eligible to bid because of the kind of competitions you have to be have hosted in order to bid. Prior. Okay. Right. You okay. have to sort of have some street cred, right? Yeah. Before sure. you go yeah, in. Yeah, right. um, we bid in November and it was awarded in June. Okay. We had to go to Lausanne, Switzerland and pitch on of why we thought Omaha was good. Mm, darn, you had to go to Switzerland. I know. That, that must have yeah, been, right. that must have been <laughs> a horrible trip. There's a reason all the international <laughs> yeah. governing bodies are on this beautiful lake in the uh, mountains. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, but what we did was we presented really one of the things that won the day was the facility. Okay. It is designed almost unintentionally for this type of mm. an event. It's really very, very it's, it's very perfect for what we're trying to do. The second thing we'd done was assembled a great team. We have, we had the experts. We tried to find the top of the yeah, top in each, uh, in area. each discipline Understood. and everything that we right. did. So we could tell them, look, we can deliver on expectations. And then the third thing we did was pitch them on the future. I said, don't all these other cities have hosted major championships. They're guaranteed to give you success, but you're not going to grow right. by going, you know, it's hit them where they ain't. Right. right. So mm -hmm. hit, Hit the ball here in Omaha, Nebraska, yeah. and let's grow the sport exactly from here. Wow! So, so as you explain their process, that process, the next process for somebody like me would ask, how do you get the credentials to go to so many dignities? Like, how do you go? How do you, you go? Mean beg? 
<laughs> yeah, like, how, how do you do that? Like, how does one get like how long is that process when you're in the beginning? Right. Like, how do you connect the dots like that to even get it to come together and have people buy in right. to little OU when you first start? Oh, no. I mean, there are a lot of people who are, you know, I think good friends now who thought I was crazy. They probably still think yeah. I am. Right. <laughs> but um, really what it, it took was just continuing to ask questions. Right. And, and the first you know, a couple of years, we were just exploring who do we need to know? How, do, who do we need to talk to? Who are the key players? And what, and, and, and my approach is always what's important to you. Yes. And if I can figure out how to deliver on what's important to you, then you get that credibility. Man. Right. And that's, that's so transparent around all levels. I know um, off air, I kind of showed you the dots of connecting. Right. I can respect and understand that. Um, so you, you get to this point in this level now, um, what type of things outside of the equestrian events can you offer other countries about Omaha right. to kind of give them hospitality? No, that's a great question because the goal of the event is twofold. It's to introduce the sport to the region, but right. also introduce the region to the sport, right? Mm. And so our theme this year um, is, a, is called 1723 because, of course, the two years we've hosted it were 17 and 23. Right. Right. And in 1723, Horses were really starting to become an essential part of our Native American tribal culture. Oh, sure. And so we have partnered with the Bluebird Cultural Initiative, mm -hmm. and they are going to produce our opening ceremonies using um, traditional performances and, and rituals and dances and horse um, uh, activities to show off how essential the horse was to their culture and then bridging, obviously, to the modern day where we're using them for sport. And so we have all sorts of educational activities, um, the educational expo shopping area and the warm-up arena for where the elite athletes will be preparing their horses is free to the public all, all week. Wow. Um, there will be educational performances and uh, <clears throat> demonstrations, excuse me, and exhibits by the Bluebird Cultural Initiative, but also by top horsemen. And there's a whole lot of um, mm. fun things for kids and families to do. When you're selling Omaha, how much is it a benefit to show that we've had the swimming trials here? We've had totally. ice skating championships here. We've had nat world boxing here. We are a real event city. How much was it to, to was that the part of the sell? That was it, to be able to show them the building yeah. in so many different forms with so many different sports mm -hmm. and so much support. Omaha turns out. Yeah, and that's definitely. really important and really important to us. For yeah. those of you who haven't bought tickets, come down, please take a look and yeah. please do, because that's part of the excitement. The athletes love the atmosphere in Omaha. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because it is an event city. I mean, you would know. People yeah. show up. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's people people show up for everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the event is. Yeah. People come out for exactly. it. Exactly. What's the one where they push yeah. the stone oh, on the curling. ice? Remember the curling over, right. at, over yeah. at Baxter Arena? It was yeah. packed right. for like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. So do... Do, is, is there a thing where um, there's like a, you know how, well, my opinion, Michael Jordan is a goat. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm with you on that. Who, who is the goat? Um, the horse rider? Ho yeah. Like, is there a, <sighs> like, it's, it's, is there a top horse? Like, is there an all respected universal horse rider? Uh, like, I'm just curious about those type of things. We have quite a few of the top. I mean, we have a really great packed field in all three disciplines. Mm -hmm. um, probably the the goat, if you will, that's yeah. here is a woman named Isabella Berth. Okay. Isabel is um, seven-time Olympic gold medalist. Wow. And so, yeah, pretty stout. Right. She's, she's 28 won, years. I'm up here right. thinking about Michael Phelps and people like that. <laughs> she's right she's up there with him. Right. <laughs> she's, won, she's actually kind of between... Um, I mean, she's she's between top horses and yet she's at the World Cup finals. Okay. Right. But she's here. We currently have the world number one, 
We have the reigning Olympic champion and the reigning world champion. This weekend going on. This weekend wow. going in. Wow. And we also have the man um, who won in 2017, McLean Ward, who is obviously and arguably one of the goats for America. Wow. He's one of the most decorated equine. Um, at, well, he and his multiple horses, he's not an equine athlete, but he's one of the <laughs> most decorated equestrians in our sport as wow. well. Wow. So when you were doing it the second time, did they basically just look back at how well you did the first time and went, it was easier to get the bid or not easier? To yeah, get it was actually when we were talking about it, we hadn't bid. It was a couple of years had gone by and the, the FEI had said, why aren't you bidding? And I said, well, we're trying to think about you. Know, well, yeah, why weren't you bidding? Well, we yeah. had a lot of things we wanted to think through. Um, there were some things that we didn't do well. There okay. were some things we could do better. And frankly, we got busy with all the other stuff yeah, we had it. going on. Understood. Frankly, I'm glad we didn't because of, because the year we would have bid, COVID. Oh, COVID. Right. right. Yeah. Canceled anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And they set it up three years out. So yeah. you bid three years out. So we just had a lot going on and um, we just hadn't gotten to it yet, frankly. Right. And so when they asked me that, I said, well, you know, we're looking at this, we're looking at that. There's some things we would want to do different in our contract with yeah. the FEI. Mm. And I said, I just didn't know if that was an option. They said, you tell us what you want to do. We want to get back. Wow. So it really wow. was, it was a very different relationship because we'd proven ourselves. So from that four-year-old girl <laughs> that was reaching <laughs> under that, you know, under that Climbing fence, under the fence, you know, <laughs> I still trying, to, trying to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. So where you are today, um, did you ever see yourself where you are now doing uh, events this broad, this big on this platform? You know, it's funny. I never knew what I was going to do. I just knew I loved the sport. I loved the horses and I wanted to do something. I mean, as a little girl, you put your heroes on the wall and actually one of my heroes is yeah. teaching the one of the demonstrations wow. this week. So Melanie Smith Taylor is, she, does, she know, does she know? She your does. Admiration? I've told her. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, she's in the yeah. show jumping hall of fame. She yeah. was a gold medalist. I mean, she's an amazing woman and oh, an yeah. amazing horseman. So I always kind of, you know, as a kid, you always dream of being the one in the arena. Yeah. Um, but my life, my skills, took me in a different direction and so but I never let go of the desire to make a difference I can relate to that mm -hmm. mine was retiring from basketball because of my health conditions mm -hmm. but I still was a part of the sport right whether I was training teaching or coaching or something so I can still I, stay yeah. around it yeah and, I feel that and yeah. you might actually sometimes I, yeah. I think you might find in, especially in your case all yeah. the lives you've influenced because yeah. of what you're doing yeah. and, and you I might never, make a bigger difference yeah that's true yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's yeah. what I was about to say yeah. like I didn't really recognize that until people will come up to me and say, hey, Josh, you know, they'll tell me these stories. And I was just thinking like, wow, my only intentions was to do this. Right. But I am so grateful. And I have now more passion towards doing what I'm doing because of how it's impacting people. No, you're exactly right. Wow, that's amazing. Exactly right. We used to joke back at Channel 7, this is a great event. What's the Ernie Goss number? What is the economic <laughs> impact yeah. with this event? Well, we haven't here? talked to Ernie <laughs> in specific. He, he was, even if he didn't have anything to do with yeah. it, we always referred to it as Ernie yeah. Goss right. number. What is the economic impact? Um, we uh, In 2017, we were a, a little bit under $20 million and we're tracking oh, wow. right on track for that. We think we might actually get to 20 but I think That's we'll great. probably be 19 and 20 Because million. all the things, people coming in, going to restaurants, right. staying in hotels, taking uber lift all we're that right around eight thousand hotel room nights right wow. now yeah. so it's a big because people are here for a long period of sure. time and yeah. our staff is part of that because yeah. we moved into the venue we started moving in on tuesday of last week wow and so when you think about that that's a lot of people it is around yeah. for sure for a week and what's a day like yeah so i was you about go, to say you, you, go buy, you buy a ticket yeah. you go there what's the day like i mean we know you know that soccer's 90 minutes we know basketball right. how long it lasts what's yeah. the day like 
well, again, make it, instead of tailgating, come and hang out in the expo for a little while, do mm -hmm. some shopping. There's not just horse stuff there. Um, so an event is typically probably around two hours. So it's a little, it's, it's a little bit more like basketball. Well, so we're bad. short yeah. attention yeah, yeah. span yeah. theater. Um, the horses come in and out of the arena very quickly. It's mm -hmm. not like there's a long gap. There is a little bit in dressage because they have to process the scores, mm -hmm. but in jumping, it is one right after the other. Um, jumping is very exciting. If you're looking for adrenaline, that's, that's what where got you want to go. Into it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's what I was right. to say. I was going to say the three yeah. disciplines are totally <laughs> different. So jumping, if they jump, 15 or so obstacles yeah. in a minute and 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot happening at, at a, at a very rapid pace. Dressage is beautiful. They dance on, they dance to music on right. the horseback right. and it's unbelievable the timing and what these, I always say, if you ever rode a horse on one of those Colorado, mm -hmm. you know, trail rides, did you ever get the horse to stop or go when you asked to? <laughs> right. And these people get the horse to go sideways yeah. and turn on a dime, on a dime yeah. wow. exactly where they want it. And then the third sport vaulting is new to um, our region in, in particular. And basically think of the pommel horse from gymnastics, mm -hmm. only this horse is cantering in a circle. Mm. So they're doing gymnastics on the back of the horse. Oh, wow. And so it's two, uh, the, the different in artistry between dressage and vaulting is, is unique, but you really have kind of a panoply of, you see the of different things. First year, first time here for vaulting, right? First time, North yeah. American? First time in North America, America for the right. World Cup finals yeah. in vaulting. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. How do people get tickets? Uh, Ticketmaster.com. Real yeah, simple. simple. Or go down to the box office. Or go too. down to the right. box office. If you're wandering around the expo and say, I want to go in, we can definitely take care of you. I want to tell this story. Yeah, I, told go ahead, you, man. I told you I got that horse story. Oh, yeah. I want to hear it. So, uh, my dad, <laughs> uh, rest in peace, the late John Jones Sr., yep. he is from the South. Uh, my, my, myself and Michael are, I guess, our, our synergy or, or common interest is families being Southern. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we always talk about something about the South. Mm -hmm. So for me in particular, my dad's from the South, Mississippi. Uh, he was born in 1948. He came up here. Uh, one of his first friends that he actually met named was Theodore. Okay. Uh, so Theodore had a farm ranch in East Omaha, you know, no kind of like over by, if you're from Omaha, it's by the Mormon Bridge. Right, right, oh, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 680. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Theodore calls my dad and says, hey, uh, Big John, I want you to come over and bail some hay for me, you know. And so I, I'm a young kid trying to play basketball in the yard. And my dad had a small uh, two door pickup and uh, he takes myself and my older brother and we go over to Theodore's uh, ranch to help. Uh, he, he I wasn't strong enough. I was maybe about eight years old. Right. And so I'm just going along for the ride. Just want to be with my dad. Right. And so uh, it gets kind of boring because there's nothing to do. There's no Instagram, nothing like oh, that, yeah, right. you yeah, know, no video games. I mean, uh, and so, you know, they're, they're working on a farm, uh, and, um, and riding the tractors, whatever they're doing. I don't remember what they were doing. All I remember is I just fell asleep and I woke up and the horse's head was inside of my dad's window and I was screaming <laughs> in the vehicle. Help! You know, I was He's screaming. Eat me. Yeah. But I was all like this in the corner and the horse That's just, hilarious. you know, making all the horse, Nate, yeah. Nate, all the sounds and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. And from eight years old, all the way up until probably today, to be <laughs> honest, like I'm not scared of horses, but I'm scared of horses. <laughs> we need to fix that. Yeah. yeah. I will help like, you with it that. It traumatized me when I was eight. <laughs> so I round horses off when you go downtown in the carriage out round them off i think about when i was eight years old man That's maybe you can help me i will help you they're very they're they're he was probably just like are you okay he probably was, was. Yeah. Freedom, yeah. he was well, I, yeah. I grew up in new orleans so i've been around horses 
Mardi Gras and everything my whole life. I right. love them. They're great. Yeah. Uh, they will occasionally leave you a present in the middle of the street mm -hmm. that you step in. That's yes. not great. I was screaming, Other than bro. that, it's all right. I was screaming. <laughs> so, again, go to Ticketmaster or, of course, go to the box office. Perfect. How, yeah. how many days is the event? It starts on Wednesday. It ends on Saturday. So, okay. um, final competition is Saturday night. Man, mm -hmm. we got it. We got to get. I'm about flowers. We got to give you flowers for doing something so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, for, for this city, for the state of Nebraska. Thank you. And enlightening, you just don't know how many young eight-year-old kids who are not going to be scared of horses <laughs> who want to be a part of equestrian, uh, equestrian yeah, events yep, yep, yep. when they get older. Oh, thank you. I I'm, hope I'm so. Serious. I hope so. That's our mission. Lisa, we appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much really for taking the time. It. Really great it. to see you. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. All right. Thanks to Lisa Roskins for coming in and talking about the FEI championship. Cool. It was cool. It is cool. 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 And it's it's one of those things, and I we've talked about this ever since I moved here. That it's such an event town. It doesn't yeah. matter what it what? is. Yes. The first time exactly. they brought the the swimming trials here, people were like, "Really swimming?" And they broke the record for the most attendance. Then they brought it back four years later, and they broke the attendance mark again. That's crazy. Then it left for a little while, and they're like, "You know what? Be better. Let's go back to Omaha again oh, and yeah. break attendance Omaha's again." Omaha is humble, so, bro. Omaha event town. People love to go to stuff like that, and that's what they do, mm -hmm. uh, including like to go to things like the spring game, right? right? Don't put Go 60, 70,000 yeah. people in the spring game, whatever it is. Huskers <laughs> in the middle of spring practice right now. Top five things so far Matt Rule has done in the Matt Rule era. Tell me about that it. That doesn't involve coaching the game. Yeah. All right. Because, by the way, no matter how good this goes. Right. He still got to start coaching games, right? Exactly. He still got Minnesota. No, you got to win. Got Colorado, you don't got to coach. All that you got to win. All right. The first thing he's done, um, me watch from the outside, is uniting the Husker family. Okay. There was a division whether it was because of Scott Frost or whatever else that was happening. Um, there's a practice two weeks ago where he brought in like 150 former Huskers, right? Mm. Brought them in, treated those guys well, told them they can come in whenever they want, invited high school coaches from all over the state, wow, all the come in, back. brought everybody in. I talked to Johnny Rogers that day. That right? alone is big. Oh, yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah. It, it, you don't have to live in the past. Yeah. But the past right. is a part of exactly. your future. Think about opinion. all the different coaches. Uh, I, I use Creighton, for example. Mm -hmm. When Coach Mack came, I had a lot of my old teammates that only played for Coach Altman. Sure. Who I talked to and was like, man, Coach Mack was cool. Like, yeah. to me, I was thinking like, man, they ain't got no connectivity with him. It's going to be kind of awkward. We're yeah. going to be a little broken. But for him to do something like that, yeah. just that camaraderie, that unity, man, that, that's cr yeah. I didn't even know he Rule, did that. Rule is making it happen. Really? And I talked to Johnny Rogers after he went to that practice, and he was absolutely effusive. And not just the fact that they were making sure that every one of those former players knew whatever they needed, whatever they could do for them. Right. But also the speed of the practice. Dang. He said somebody was doing something at every sta station. So they listen to said, Coach Tom it just, Osborne. It looked, it looked good. Okay. He liked that. So that's that's number one, United that's Oscar family. All right. Number two, part of that, I know that it was Trev Alberts that's bringing back Frank Solich. I know that. But if the new head coach – didn't want it to happen, yeah. it wouldn't happen. Wow. And I guarantee you that Matt Rule, because right away when Matt got the job, yep. the coach got the job, he called Tom, he called a couple different people. Tom Osborne, he called Frank Solich. Yep. He wanted to know what it took to win here. So you got, after a long time, it's been overdue, you got Frank Solich coming back for the spring game. Which is crazy. That is huge. And I think a big reason for That's it huge. is because Matt Rule wanted it to happen. Right. He wants to unite the family. Man. And one of the five families yeah. hasn't been around. Right. Hadn't been around since he was fired. And oh, at the end of 03, oh, he I hadn't remember. been around. Right? I remember. Yeah. Day after Colorado. So it's overdue. That's one. All right. The third one. The way he closed recruiting. Okay. And the way recruiting is going now. Mm -hmm. Now, I know they may not get 
Dylan Raiola, right? Uh, that's the one guy you Why want. Why do you keep saying you that? Not get him. I'm telling he's you, probably going a, to Georgia. The probability of him coming he's, to Nebraska is huge. Probably going to Georgia. He's if coming. he doesn't go to Georgia, he goes to U.S. This guy tripping, I, man. Honestly, if I, I mean, I'm going to put my, I'm fifty. <laughs> I've been this. I'm fifty three. I'm going to put myself in the mind of a seventeen year old person. Right. I'm going to the two-time national champions, or I'm going to the coach no, who no, has no, sent no, no. four players no, to New York see, for the Heisman. You're saying it wrong. Those are my choices. You're saying it wrong. You're going to a two-time national champion, or I'm going to rock with my uncle. You don't even know if he likes his uncle. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't know. You don't know. But listen, other than that, they have yeah, done a great job sure, recruiting. For sure, for sure. What they've done, yeah, building sure. the wide receiver room, yeah. what they did going out and getting the starting center, which they've needed yeah. in Ben Scott. They went yeah. out and got Jeff Sims, a quarterback that can play, depending yeah. on what happens with Casey. They went through and they did everything they had to do in the recruiting process. And as part of that, listening to the players yeah. and watching the coaches coach, I think he's done a pretty good job with his staff, too. I think, that, I think that staff I mean, is going to be really good, young and good. The things that you're telling me so far yeah, yeah. are things that I've never recall happening over these last 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's big. I think they're getting things done. That's Number big. four, Yep. I'm giving credit to Matt Rule okay. for something called the Red Way. You guys know about the Red Way? You're about to tell me. The Red Way <laughs> is direct flights from Lincoln Airport to Minneapolis, Austin, Atlanta, Nashville, DFW, Las Vegas, and Orlando. Dang. I believe, personally, yeah. that Matt Rule made that happen. Yeah. You want to recruit. Right. You want to get people in. Right. You don't want to have to go through Chicago and everybody. Direct flights. Yeah, right. From Lincoln to those six big cities. That's big time. That's Matt Rule. So he's trying four. to win, bro. He's trying to win. Yeah. And then last one is, so I, I call it I call it the gospel of Nebraska football. Uh -huh. You have to write your gospel, whether right. it's, you know, John or it's Matthew or Luke right. or Matt, whoever it is, you got to write your gospel. Sure. When I say to you, what is the gospel of Iowa football, right? It's not, not turning the ball yeah, over. Hard nose. Running the ball, I feel you. right? It's 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 doing things a certain way. There's no gospel at Nebraska. When I say the gospel of USC now, yep. it's throwing the ball all over the field. It's not necessarily playing great defense. It's trying to get your quarterback to the Heisman. The gospel Man. or the way it has to happen, the vision for Nebraska, yeah. Matt Rule's laid that out. Clearly, every, every media availability, he says the same thing. Mm -hmm. You've got to earn your spot in the field. Mm -hmm. You've got to earn your number. Mm -hmm. You got to earn being here. We have to earn the right to play football from Sunday through Thursday. We got to earn the right. And then on Saturday, you get the reward of being able to play. And that's the vision. Man. And it's about hard work, running the ball, and taking care of players' health on and off the field. That's big as well. He's laid out a vision. Right. And that's number five for me. Laid out a vision. And that's going to help Nebraska because you cannot you cannot not have an identity. No, you're right. You were playing a basketball team that had no identity. Yeah. No, there's always an identity. You got to have something. You, that you fall you, back. You on. essentially talked about that's the what those five points. Yeah. Are the foundation of what the team is oh, looking yeah. for. Yep. That's crazy. All those things. Whether like, it is getting people in town. I'm impressed. Flight. Yeah. I'm getting impressed. Frank Solich to come yeah, back I'm and impressed. unite in that group. No, it's it's going to be. And and by the way, the other day, um, when Rule was having his media availability. And he was talking about, you know, you want to reach out and bring everybody together. And he yeah. said, it doesn't matter if you played for Coach Osborne, yeah. if you played for Frank Solich, if you played for Bill Callahan. Nobody says Bill Callahan's name. It doesn't matter if you played for Bo Pelini. It doesn't matter if you played for Mike Riley. You played for Scott Frost. You played for me. It doesn't matter. You're a Husker. You got me ready for and a football And that's what you got to say. Yeah, you sure. can't be like, their guys or your guys. It's our it's we. Yeah. It's nosotros. It's right. we. Period. Yep. It's nothing yep. else but that. Yep. And that's what he's been doing and selling the vision. Again. He's not coached the game yet. Right. 
They ain't oh, played a game I, yet. I got questions for you on but that. But all, all yeah. that stuff, all that stuff we'll get to, right? So receiver core. Yeah. Bet's coming back. Yep. Who Who's a one and a two? Well, I think Washington is your number one uh-huh. based off of what he was. But the two kids they brought in, right? Matter of fact, I was just thinking about this earlier before he came on. Mm. The two guys they brought in. So I think you have to be able to bring in people that have experience in the system. So Billy Kemp didn't necessarily play in the system at Virginia, but it's a very similar. It is. Getting open, getting to find holes in the, in the zones and that kind of stuff. Right. I think Billy Kemp, between him and Joshua Fleeks, I mentioned, you mentioned Xavier Betts. I mentioned Marcus Washington. Yep. Um, I think all those guys, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, who's back as well. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I know uh, Brown left, stepped away from the team. I don't that means he's gone completely yeah, if he's right. going back yet. But – I think they have enough. You got to have a you have a core of six. Yeah, and then if you have injuries, you got to have seven and eight. I think they have a core of six. Yeah, but I think more than anything else, they got. I think the offensive line's gonna be better based off of the bodies they have in there and the health. I think Jeff Sims, if he's the starter, big, athletic, tough, can run, can throw. I like him. And I think what they did was they went out and got linebackers that can run and tackle. There you go, linebackers, chief boarders that can run and hit. And that O line is going to be different now. And it now, is gonna be different. Yeah. And now uh, Rayola actually is on the hook. Oh, yeah. what's going on? Well, if if Nwilly coming back after missing last year because of right. his positive drug test, right? Yeah. Yep. If Prohaska's healthy, yep. that side is pretty good. Yep. And then you put a guy in Ben Scott that's got, I don't know, 40 starts or whatever in his career. Yep. And then you figure out the right side. Yep. And they have the bodies to figure out the right side. Yep. He's got to figure out the right side. Yep. That's the key to it. But how, I, I think, how, how many I think wins? How many wins? I know well, I that think, I know I think, that before you say this is with the I'm just want to make sure we're yeah. on the same page All about right. the type of coach that uh coach is. He's a system builder. Oh yeah, that's how it's been. So is this is this going? Is your answer coming from a uh, a progressive progress, or is it going to be instant results of over five hundred? I would say that the job he took over at Temple and the job he took over at Baylor is different than Nebraska. Okay, he took over Baylor it was in the middle of turmoil. They had something like forty kids on the roster after Art Browse got fired and you had all that turmoil. He took over Temple, a team that had been losing for a couple decades. Yeah, it's a little bit different. As bad as Nebraska's been record-wise, mm-hmm. I think everybody believes they have better talent, talent than their record. Talent. Than their, than their record. Yeah, so, yeah. so I think Vegas is going to set the total around six. Okay. Probably five and a half with some juice or six and a half with the juice the other I way. I said seven. That's where they're going to set it. I think that's where they're going to set it. Mm-hmm. They can win seven, Yeah, but they can also go into 0-2 oh, to start the season. You're right. Yeah. You got to go on the road to Minnesota. You got to go on the road to Colorado. What's you could bigger, go into. What's, what's a bigger game? See, I think the Minnesota game is bigger only because it's in conference. It's in division. Mm. Although people who have Nebraska fans would say Colorado's the bigger that one because of how much they hate Colorado. And on top of it, uh, Coach Prime. Yeah. And, and his first and game. The noise he's making. His second there. game. If you if you beat if you start the season two and zero, oh, yeah, then eight games are on. You have a chance. Hundred percent. Right? You have a chance. Hundred percent. Um, if you lose the first two, five yeah. is on the record. Now, so, and if we yeah. if if the Huskers do live, lose the first two, everything you said still stands with me though. Oh yeah. The fact that the things you told me. I mean, it's a bright, bright future, man. Yeah, he uh, the way he's building. Yeah. The goal is to get better at every practice, day by day. We all know the speech. That's the goal. Yeah, and that's what he has proven he can do. The other little stops, man. Even even at Carolina, where it didn't work. Yeah, you did see a development right. of a really good defense being built when they had a healthy quarterback. Yeah. when Christian McCaffrey was healthy, you did see them start to play better. Yeah, it just fell apart with him not having a quarterback, and yeah, Darnold was playing and got hurt, and he, all that stuff happened to him. Here, I think they've built some depth at quarterback. So if yep. they do have an injury, they'll be okay. I think they've got some depth at wide receiver. I think the O-line, the D-line is still the question because they only have really three big bodies right. to play that 3-3-5. Three, three, so we'll see what they can do. But I think overall, this is a team that looks better. 
Just yeah. when you watch them on tape from practice, they yep. look better. Yep. And I think they have a coach that is actually a professional. He knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah. And he hired a bunch of people that know what they're doing. Exactly. So that's you, that's you the key got to me hype, man. I can't wait now. <laughs> I'm trying. I can't wait now. We'll talk more spring football next next time as for well. Sure, for sure. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to go to a practice as well. Special thanks as always. To heard at media, Cam, Cam, producing the show. We appreciate that. Right, Phil McLean, the Booker, My guy, just Val, stopped crying a little Xander. while ago. Val Zander, Dwayne, what's up, bro? Dwayne over there. Dwayne, I I thought in my life that nobody talked faster than me. <laughs> I met Dwayne. I was like, damn, Dwayne. <laughs> Slow down, kid. That's my guy. Uh, high school. High school. Obviously, we get closer and closer to Let It Fly Bar opening up. Day before the College That's World Series. Fun. Got a new general manager name. Got a bunch of stuff going on in the Capital District. So look for more information and news yep. about the bar. That's going to be big as well. And as always, Omaha Steaks, we thank them. Never a bad time to give Omaha Steaks as a gift. Josh, take us away. Hey, I'm Josh Jones. On behalf of myself and Michael Zabir, you know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show.